passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Blummel. Sorry, I had to have some uh, foods, which is why we're starting a little bit later. Uh, welcome it's to the program. Your, it's all your fault. It is. I wanted to. I needed to break my fast. I've been. I've been taking this fasting thing to really a, a level I never thought that I could or would. And and at this point, I feel like I need to kind of turn it back a little. Fucking. Creme de la creme of the low country, just ruining lives, just breaking hearts, don't give a fuck. And now, uh, grandpa's dead, dad's going to prison forever because he killed mom and little bro. And that, and it's just you, it's just Buster Brown by himself. So, we had some audio <clears throat> issues a second ago. People didn't hear the breaking news. Oh, breaking news Alex Murdoch has been sentenced to loot two life sentences without the possibility of parole. For the murders of his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul. Um, how, many, how many news companies do you think will, uh, or, or more like newspaper headlines, murder was the case? Oh, God. They'll use that. You know they already have. Uh, that didn't even cross my mind, but now I'm going to see it everywhere. Of course. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's just uh, interesting. I was just kind of talking about the family dynamic a few years ago to to now because you know it's it's weird enough for me because i mentioned this very briefly when i saw my parents in the crossover uh, i spent five days with my father when i went home to california and then five days with my mother but i didn't have a car so my mommy had to come get me at my daddy's house and there was probably about five minutes of conversation and we're just kind of all three standing there hmm. and you just go wow this was like this used to be something, and now it's not. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like, you guys used to, like, like each other. Like, you guys actually fucked and made me. Like, you know. Yeah, this is... you're the, they're the fuck proof. Yeah, I'm like, wow, you guys uh, you guys used to kind of like each other. Remember those days? And they're, they're both like, no. You know, everyone was civil and cordial and yeah. whatever. Um, I think my dad, like, <laughs> my dad had went to Israel, like, the month before. And he's okay. like, yeah, like, Avi died. Because my dad's like, I, I don't know if he's just trying to ruin my mom's day or something. Like, so and so is dead, and my mom's like, no way. And he's like, yeah, cancer. Like, was that like a friend of theirs or something? Yeah, it was a mutual friend okay. from Israel that they bo- both knew. <clears throat> so as soon as we got in the car, my mom, you know, 
she didn't immediately go like, hey, how's it? You know, she she did that when I first saw her. But, you know, initially she was like, I can't believe so-and-so is dead. Like she like was oh, really commiserating geez. on it. Um, I didn't know this person, but apparently they both did. But it, for a brief moment, I'm looking at the three of us like, wow, we used to like we used to be a band and now yeah. we're not a band anymore. And that's OK because band members change. You know, Journey has some Asian Filipino dude as a lead singer. That wasn't the case initially. Like, things change, and Mm -hmm. that is okay. But you're just kind of reminded of, like, what once was. And I can only imagine, not that I feel bad for for Buster Murdow, who is the surviving son of Alex Murdow, who has just been convicted of two life sentences for killing his wife and his youngest son, Paul. Excuse me. But I'm just thinking about, like, what's going through Buster's head. Like, man, we used to really have this thing going on. It was pretty good in the low country. Yeah. We were the It family. We were the, uh, you know, the, the the kings of the low country, us ginger folk. And my dad was a big sling and D, and so was Gramps and my Gramps Gramps and my Gramps Gramps. It went back, like, five generations mm-hmm. of just running the fucking town. And now my mom's dead. My bro's dead. My dad's basically dead because he's going to be in prison the rest of his life. Yeah. Grandpa's dead. And Grandma Libby is, you know, like Joe Biden out, dementia out, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like what like what happens to Buster? Like what's your next move? Buster is my question because it's just awkward because now it's literally just him. Right. Everyone is gone. <clears throat> you think the grandparents will take care of him or the grandma? No, because she has dementia. Oh, you mean like the aunts and uncles, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to get money. Uh, the aunts and uncles? Wait. What are yeah, you the aunts and uncles. When the when the grandma passes. Oh, when the grandma, when grand, when grandma, takes a leg. Grandpa has a lot of money. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, he'll get money. I, I'm not worried about like his, not that I'm worried about anything, I'm not really, like, thinking about his financial situation. I think he's going to be just fine in that arena. It's more of just like, huh, now what do I do? <laughs> like, I don't sure. I don't know. You're not a lawyer. And even if you were, you probably, you know, the Murdoch name probably holds a different kind of reputation these days, as it did, say, five or six years ago when you were the Sling and D's or, you know, even if you were known for being shady, here's the thing it's okay if you're known as being shady as long as you're like competent shady but once you once you start getting out of hand with 50k a week in opiates i mean i I don't i don't i don't know i i don't know what comes of buster i just kind of want to know like his five-year plan like i would just be curious to know that would interest me a little bit so for those that are just tuning in uh alex murdoch is going away for the rest of his life I think that this is a very intriguing, compelling story. Yeah, especially for our listeners in Charleston, because uh, this this family, I believe, was in that area. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. define low country? Is that like the? It's not the whole fucking state, is it? Is it? I think it's like basically the east part of the state. Okay, it's like the swamp land, I imagine. Yeah, and it's the low country because it's the low sea level. It's just yeah. slow. Yeah. Slow. It's swampy. It's nasty. Um, Beautiful. L- I liked, uh, it was hard to judge Charleston to give it a fair, uh, a fair judge. A beauty score. Yeah, because we went and 
the weather wasn't great. And so it's hard to be like, wow, what a great city when everything's, you know, it's just trying to avoid the rain and stuff. It was it was fun. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I prefer Tampa. I Yeah, <clears throat> I prefer Tampa. It is hard, though. Even when we went to like glossy, flossy, what do we, where did we go? Folly Beach. Went to Folly Beach. Yeah, glossy, flossy right. beach. And uh, we kind of briefly had this conversation where like Chris grew up in Clearwater and I grew up in San Diego. It's very hard to impress when it comes to beaches. My name's Blitz, by the way. Oh, did I call you Chris? <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> I don't care. But... No, it's uh, no, I sorry. I like, Who's Chris? <laughs> I really try to differentiate. I really try not to call you Blitz outside of work. Right. But sometimes the wires get crossed and I'll call you Chris or I'll call you Blitz or I'm talking to, you know, someone we both know and I call you like both. I'll be like and then Chris and then Blitz. And yeah. sometimes when I'm talking to people that, you know, maybe don't know you as well, they're like, wait, hold on. You have two boyfriends. I'm like, well, hold on. No, it's a guy. It's the same person. Two names. Yeah, no, steal. I know. It confuses myself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, sorry. Blitz, this guy over here. Um, grew up in Clearwater and I grew up in San Diego. And then when it comes to beaches, it's just really, it's just hard to impress. Yeah. I'm, I remember my, my friend in Michigan, my friend Elise took me to a beach in Michigan. She's like, oh, it's a really cool beach. And I'm like, uh, we, we show up and I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? Oh, the beach in Michigan. Yeah. I'm sure it was beautiful. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And this isn't like... You know, uh, we're in uh, Traverse City or somewhere water where it looks kind of like a beach or something. This was straight like just a fucking big reservoir with uh, some gravel that she had mistaken for sand. I go, this isn't, Mm. I go, Elise, I hate to break it to you, sweetheart. This is not sand. This is gravel. This is not, I don't know what the fuck this is. Why did you take me here? And it was just perfect timing because as I really started to complain, these black, dark clouds started coming over us and it just started fucking thunderstorming crazy. So we're running in the car. I'm just like, fuck this whole state. Hate it. Hate it. But anyway, sorry. Back to the story. Um, make, I love stories like this because it's people like seeing successful, long legacy pedigrees just crumbling. That's something fun that I think the average person who... Doesn't isn't familiar with the Murdaws or or anything or their name or like I didn't know any. Did you know who they were prior to the trial? No, like, no, no. <clears throat> right. No. I didn't know, but it's always fun to hear about successful people losing everything. Because now, and not and here's the thing: I like a good success story when the people aren't total pieces of shit, and everybody's kind of a piece of shit. You know, I was talking to my dad about this when he was trying to tell me that. Some people that I knew and thought were great weren't so great. I go, Dad, this is, people are nuanced. Like, you can be, a, like, a piece of shit at work, but you're a great father. Or you could be, <clears throat> you know, really nice to the people at work, but you're a piece of shit dad. You're never around and you cheat on your wife. Like, there's there's so many elements to each person that, like, you know, even someone like me who seems perfectly reasonable and uh, nice like i can have moments where i'm like i might be a psychopath like i have psychopathic tendencies that when 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 certain buttons might be pushed i might be doing things where i'm surprising myself and i go wow i didn't know that was in me 
I didn't know that was inside of me. That's a shocker. I'm a little scared of myself. 813-90-BUBBA. So it's fun to hear about these families who've just been in power. Kind of like, it's kind of like the royals on a different level. Where you go, wow, this family's been in power for a thousand years. Like not even, uh, we go, wow, three, three generations, four generations. You look at the 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 royal family of the, the United Kingdom. I mean, we're going back to like 1097. I mean, we're going back to like the Middle Ages, maybe right. before. And then to see this whole, you know, Mary and, and Harry. Mary and Harry. Mary and Harry. <clears throat> Meghan and Harry deal. It. I think why, at least why I like it, is I like seeing things that were once a certain way that people thought were certain and unbreakable completely unravel and shatter. That's fun to watch. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of maybe an element of why people are so interested in Harry and Meghan because they're taking down the institution. They're taking down the fucking piece of shit royals that have been sitting in their high horses in their fucking 27 castles across the UK and other countries that they fucking colonized. And they're coming down. Grandma's dead. And now it's time for a new reigning champion. And we're taking it down. And we have black kids and everyone is black. And we and fuck you. And I like those stories. Don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> right. So, um... There's that. We're also going to the Grand Prix. We are. Um, certainly, uh, Definitely on Sunday, which is the Grand Prix. That's the actual Grand Prix, it right? Is, yeah, that is the official <laughs> race, yada, yada. So for the people that don't know, like me, who don't know, explain what happens like the, the two days prior. So it's today, tomorrow, and Sunday. So what happens today, tomorrow, like uh, the, the different heats, the different practices. Practices. There are different... There are a few different classes as well. Hmm. Like, there's, it's not just Indy cars. There's, in, well, it used to be Indy lights. It's the USF Pro 2000, whatever, the GT class, <clears throat> things like that. But the 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 actual pinnacle of the weekend is the Indy yes. Grand. Am I saying that correctly? The Indy Grand Prix. It's the Firestone, Firestone, St. Petersburg Indy Grand Prix race. Hmm. So, very excited to attend, but just, I think, for just one day. I think. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll be there for 10 days. Yeah. Um, last year we went, and I surprisingly had a very good time. Like, when I think about the Grand Prix 2022, I go, yeah, I want to do that again. Yeah. But it's one of those, like, I, I certainly don't want to go every week or month or whatever, or even twice in one year. But once a year going, especially if it's nice weather out. You walk around, you see some characters, you get some free koozies, maybe a chapstick, which I'm always in the, the market for. I love, I love when, when freebies come out, I like koozies and mm-hmm. chapsticks. Those are my favorite. So uh, walk around, maybe grab a drink, maybe not. Catch a tan, <clears throat> watch yeah. some fast cars. The cars for me is really the worst part, at okay. least for me. I like the people watching. Now, <clears throat> if you were to... If you were to compare and contrast, say, the people that watch the NASCAR that you'd see at Daytona 500 mm-hmm. versus the kind of people that the Grand Prix attracts, are we talking about completely different archetypes of person? 
or is there some overlap or how does that go? Um, there is some overlap, but, okay. uh, honestly, it's probably very close to the same now. R- really? Yeah. Okay. The, the GT cars, which is basically like the, you know, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, Ferrari type cars. Those are a little more highbrow, but because they're mixed in with all the other stuff, not so much. Okay. If it's just a GT race, then like that's very highbrow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But we got it. We got some mix-ins. With yeah, the... and I mean, a lot of people because it's not a super expensive event, so like people are going to just go there to like do something this weekend. Okay. And and the most expensive like high, is just straight indie car. Like, what? as far as what? What do you mean the most expensive? Formula one? five. Formula. Car racing formula one formula one is that like the highest echelon like super expensive get paid the most yeah oh yeah versus like nascar or even uh yeah. indie indie yeah, racing yeah, yeah, yeah. okay it's starting to make sense it weird i can recall birthdays from people that told me 15 years ago dates well you uh, we talk about racing all the time but for some reason my brain refuses to to absorb that information it just doesn't want to learn it so sometimes i have to kind of like force it in a little bit so we got the Grand Prix on Sunday, which I'm very excited about. It should be a good time. What would you say is the most excited? Like, if you were to pick a race that you find to be the most exhilarating, whether it be, would it be the Daytona 500? Would it be a, the Grand Prix somewhere? Would it be the Formula One racing somewhere in out of France or some shit? Like, what to you is the most exciting type of racing? Or is it BRP? You tell me. Um, the BRP type stuff is fun racing. Okay. To watch it. Now, are you asking, what do you, are you asking the event or the actual race? Yes. How are they different? Because, there's... well, because sometimes an event is fun to go to, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the racing is that good. Mm. This chair sucks. Um, but for you, I would it be like Formula One? Is that like would that be the most exciting? Because that's the most like high end. The cars go the fastest, or um, I mean, not. if you're looking for like good racing to watch for racing, it probably really is like the local dirt track or like local okay. local racing. As far as like really mixing it up and getting into it, okay, just being like close to the action mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Okay. I get you. As far as like events go, mm-hmm. though, like the Daytona 500 is an awesome event to go to. Mm-hmm. St. Pete Grand Prix is a fun event to go to because mm-hmm. it's local. Right. The internationals of it. Actually, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that you're doing that next weekend, which mm-hmm. would be super fun. And next weekend is also uh, Kevin Hazlett's St. Patty's party. I believe it starts at 5 p.m. at the compound. I just call it the compound. The it's law on, office. The law office. Thank you. It's, it's like Belcher, a village. It's on Belcher Road in Clearwater. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, shit. Did I say uh, Bright Farm, 1999 and a bitch ain't one? John's Island. John's Island. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Oh, sorry. There was a caller. Call back, 813-90-Bubba. Um, unfortunately, you're going to be out of town for the St. Paddy's Day deal. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I not unfortunately, I, it's fortunate that I, I'm kind of going to like a birthday brunch on saturday it was supposed to be sunday but there's some other shit going down so there's going to be a surprise engagement i found out i was thinking about hmm. bombing that just yeah, to you see definitely it definitely should you know i've seen i mean listen it's going to be it i'm like if this person is listening which they're not but it's um 
You get married. First off, the person, the, the man who's in, who is uh, proposing to the woman, this is not his first rodeo. Okay, so let's not act like it is. And secondly, apparently this proposal is going to be happening in a public park. So I feel like I, you know, you live close to this place. I feel like I might just happen to be biking by and boom, there I am. And maybe I can grab some some photos or, you know, just be um, just just kind of be one of those people who claps and goes, yay, you're engaged. Uh, but I do want to see like how public this is going to get. Because I feel like a lot of times it, it's you can't time it right, and it's it's often awkward. I've kind of stumbled across a proposal one time, and it was like it's just fucking weird because you're just like yelling with a bunch of strength, yay! Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for something like that, and then maybe he does want a lot of people to be around, and it's just like a single mom and her kid, and they're the only ones that really kind of catch wind of what's going on. But I just kind of I'm thinking I might uh, I might bomb that next weekend, so. We'll kind of see how we go, but unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to make Kevin's deal because I feel like I might be too drunk to drive. Yeah. Because, you know, I always plan for brunches. The thing about brunch, guys, you got to understand, is you start early, you end early, but when you start early, like 11 a.m., in your head, you're planning like two, three hours tops, but after you start washing some drinks down, time just kind of slips away from you. Now you haven't even ordered food yet, and it's 2 p.m., and you're like, what the fuck? Then you eat. That kind of sobers you up a little bit. Now you got to turn it up, and you start just, like, smashing mimosas. Maybe you're doing shots. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I'm with a bunch of people who are married, and they got kids and their moms, and so they got to be home by, like, you know, 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't get out too much, so we're all just trying to fucking, you know, make it count where we can uh, Brian from Philly, what's up? Thank you. $20 Kizash on oh, the yeah. Super Chat. Thank Appreciate you. you. Uh, how's the intermittent fasting going with you, sir? We really bonded over that. I felt I felt connected to you. I felt like you made me feel like I was a healthcare hero, and I really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Uh, DJ Hum Sauce, unfortunately, was canceled for this month of, uh, well, last month, February. Mm-hmm. But 24th. I've been practicing. Good. Um, I hope I can put on a good show. I feel like I don't want to play it too safe because sometimes, I mean, you've heard me fuck around and sometimes it sounds cool and some a lot of times it, it sounds stupid. But, uh, you know, and, and I've been trying to, to, to work in a lot of the, you know, the wiki wikis and stuff. Yeah, and you got to have, have the wiki wikis. Yeah, you got to have the wiki wikis and sometimes the wiki wikis when you're just uh, kind of a novice like myself, they sound dumb as hell. So, you know, it's like that didn't, that was, uh, you know, a Brian Adams song on a mm-hmm. Why Did You Wiki Wiki over that. That's but right. I'm that, trying. That'll be fun too. Mm-hmm. The fuck ups, the screw ups, and hopefully it's going to be a super big one in terms of uh, revenue because obviously we didn't have Tom one Bean's for. Tom Bean's birthday party. It is Tom Bean's birthday party, and it's also someone else's birthday, and that other person is Nancy Pelosi. Yes. So. But yeah, it's going to be good. There'll be a lot of uh, there'll be some baked goods. I can I can guarantee you that that will be there. There'll be some good music. Uh, there'll be some hot chicks, and it'll be a good time. So put March twenty fourth on your calendars. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Hootie. It's who? Hootie. Hootie. Hey. Oh. Hey. Today. Did you sell the cream machine? No, I I I, put, I posted a listing. I was gonna sell it, and then I uh, I took it down. I'm gonna Aww. I'm I'm still gonna keep it, and uh, 
that's what I figured when someone sent honestly <laughs> someone sent it to me and I was like, dude, just like he's gonna take it down. No. You know, I, I already I already kinda messed it up too much to try to sell it to somebody else. I it, <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna have to live with the with, with what I've done to it and Right. You know. So give us a live update, Hootie. What's going on? Uh well, I think I'm getting evicted from the apartment complex yeah, that okay. moved in two months ago. That's on uh, brand. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, well, it does hold count. On, hold on, hold on. What'd you do to get evicted? Not pay. Um, the the they have a like some in-house maintenance people that do work around here. Okay. And uh, and they poorly installed an umbrella that blew over while I was sitting under it the other day, and it damn near killed me and took out half the pool fence and uh. I called the maintenance guy that helped put it in a dumb fuck in the lobby mm. uh, in, oh, in front of uh, newly applying residents, and uh, <laughs> they said that what they, they said that wasn't uh, that I crossed the line, but oh, I didn't. No. Uh, I didn't realize that somebody had put their toe in the sand and showed me where the line was. So uh, yeah, I might be moving back to the Hampton Inn. Great. So. Um, how are you guys doing? No, 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 no. We're doing great. We really, you're the star of the show here, uh, Hootie. Um, is there? And I know we're not really supposed to ask because we're supposed to be polite about certain things. But I'm really not a polite person, and I would like to know, like, an update about, you know, what's going on with the misses. Is that, you know, I tried to get some information out of Lummy. I don't know if he knew or if he was just trying to, you know, not not tell me something that I, I wasn't supposed to know, but I think we're all kind of curious as to what's what's going on with that situation at the home life. I have very positive feedback in that Great. matter. Good. Uh, she uh, found tickets to Blake Shelton at uh, Emily Arena tonight that were reasonable, and uh, I got an invite. And um, so, so wait, she her... bought the tickets. Oh, so you're going on a date? Wow. And invited you. Well, I mean, uh, we could, we can. I mean, I'm not going to argue about who paid for them, but okay, uh, so it was her. We 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 share funds still. Okay. Um. Uh, so yeah, no, but she she extended an invite and uh, she wanted to take the girls to their another concert. It's going to be their second one, and so uh, oh, so all four of you guys are going. Yeah, so all four of us are going to go to see Blake Shelton tonight, and. Uh, <laughs> gonna be a little bit weird you know because we're kind of reuniting and when was the last time you guys saw each other what do you mean like saw my wife yeah in person well i see her like every day because i pick up my oh, kids the kids school, the children so. well when was the last yeah, time I'm... you you hung out collectively as a family is this kind of the first time in a, in a while yeah that's why it's gonna be a little weird but okay um, do you have totally a weird if you make it weird that's very true do you have I'm a plan of action I, about how this is going to be different than, you know, the the 400 times prior? Or I'm going to uh, not get intoxicated. Oh, okay. That's a good start. Try to try to be the responsible one and keep my mouth shut as much as possible and hmm. uh, let let the girls have fun and, and enjoy the show. Okay, so, that sounds like a a good plan. Great. That, uh, I, I hope mean, you stick to that of, plan. For the rest of your life. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, uh, you know, I, I am, but I am actually trying to, to, to make amends with uh, 
with a lot of people and, and, uh, and I still slip up and I'm guilty of still probably being a dickhead. Um, well, you're, I mean, it, you know, I, I forget who I was talking to the other day and they said, Oh, can you believe Hootie's doing this? I said, dude, I said, I like, I really want to like Hootie. Cause like, I think you're a good dude, but like every now and then you slip up, like you say, and like you fuck things up for, you know, you'll spend a few months like repairing stuff and you're good. And then you slip up and like, I know you're right. a good dude. Oh. But like it's the it's I, a it's a slipping up part, man. Man, I'm gonna be 45 in July, and I'm still trying to learn life. I guess I don't yeah. know. Uh, Hootie, have you thought about? And again, I don't know, and I'm not asking about your insurance policy and what it covers. But have you ever thought about getting some sort of professional help, like maybe a, a going to therapy? Maybe you've already discussed it, but I, I feel like I haven't heard or don't remember. Maybe marriage counseling or maybe like AA or because if you keep fucking up, there's something that's blocking you from succeeding. Like at what point do you hit a crux where you keep making the same mistake over and over? Is it when you see alcohol and you start drinking it and then everything else starts to fall to shit? Have you thought about getting some sort of professional help and instead of trying to do things like just, you know, uh, cold turkey no drinking or because it seems like it's just it's like you binging and purging right you're like i'm not going to drink i'm not going to drink i'm taking these charcoal pills that make me sick or whatever and then as soon as you you know you've gone a month without drinking you decide to reward yourself and then you fuck up all over again so how can we prevent making these mistakes have you thought about getting professional help well under the advisement of of my favorite physician, uh, Dr. Mosley, uh, located at MLK oh. Primary Care, uh, right there next to One Buck's uh, place. Okay. Um, uh, quitting cold turkey could be far, you know, could be fatal, and it's not recommended. So I did, you know, I've gone through various prescriptions to quitting um, cold. Help, quitting what cold help. turkey? Alcohol. Yeah. Quitting cold energy. turkey can kill you. Question mark. Yep. It can. Yeah, but hold on. It can. In in the past year, what's the longest you've gone without drinking? When I got on the antibuse, uh, I went three months, I think. I mean, at that at that point, at that point, why do you start drinking again? The antibuse, the side effects were causing loss of appetite and loss of sleep, and so I and and in a good way of saying, I guess I lost about 26 pounds mm -hmm. from not eating and not sleeping. But that also causes, you know, anxiety, uh, mood swings. And, you know, you're, you still got to function as a parent. So, you know, I had to get off of that medication and go back to, you know, Librium, which is just kind of helps reduce the craving and, uh, and it helps reduce anxiety. So that's, you know, and I'm back just on multivitamins and, um, I don't even like taking the sleeping medication because it makes me groggy and, and you know. Yeah, but but so, how, like you've drank though since you got off that though, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've drank alcohol again, but I mean, I am you know an adult, and I, I think I've learned to do it in moderation. And be, have you have you though? Ninety-seven percent more responsible than I I was being. But but uh, but hold on. Like, have you ever thought that maybe you just can't handle alcohol? No, I think I've proven to myself that I've figured it out. If it was between so. your family 
and and keeping that unit together or never drinking or having a drink. So say you, if if you if you could make a decision where it was either your family or drinking and in order to preserve your family you would ne- you would never be able to touch alcohol again for the rest of your life or let's just say until your kids are 18, would you be willing to make that sacrifice? I and to answer kind of a point you were, had made, I have requested I requested marriage counseling uh, in front of you my didn't answer my with, question, which uh, makes well, me feel me, like let you're. Me, let me make two points. All let right, me make a point. Go ahead. I've re- I've requested counseling, not only marriage counseling. <clears throat> I've requested group counseling with my entire family. That uh, mm-hmm. I think that I, you know, because we we, you know, I have a business and we all, we work together and. Uh, and it gets complicated, you know. Under All right, so it's a no. And so, and nobody, nobody in my family will commit to or or feel a yeah, need you, that there needs to be any kind of wasn't my, therapy or counseling together. That wasn't my so question. I and and I would make that I would make that concession today. But if I'm going to, I'm going to also ask my wife and my family that they not drink alcohol while being around me, you know, because I, I mean, if we're going to, you know, if we're all going to make, start making concessions, then. Does your wife drink no? a lot or no? Well, when she goes to concerts, like we're going to tonight, she usually, uh, I'm the, have to be the, you know, designated driver. So I'm, yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case tonight, but so no, she doesn't drink a lot. She's okay. She definitely is mod- a modest drinker, but. At the same time, if you're gonna if you're gonna force me to to to, to be in that yeah, but they don't have a problem. You do. I think that's the, well, the difference here. I've I've been only one working on my problem. Nobody else seems to think they have a problem with anything. But that's it's not that they don't on. have problems. You have the biggest problem. But the, <laughs> you are the biggest problem. Hootie, Hootie, the only person that you can control is you. Exactly. But like, so like, if you stop and you get clean and you're not drinking and all that. Then you can blame them, but you can't until then. So don't wait for them to do it, to do it with you. You do it. And then once you've done it for a while and you're good, then if you need to blame them, then then by all means do that. Well, I can say this. I don't drink around my kids anymore uh, in their presence. I mean, we went to Top Golf yesterday and I drank iced tea. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. 
That's unlimited talk and text for only 15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Um, you know, we, I don't, I, I'm not drinking alcohol and, and, you know, in the presence of my kids, nor, you know, before I pick them up or drop them off. And, and so would you, I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my part to be responsible. Would you give up alcohol forever to preserve your family? Would you be willing to make, you didn't say yes. You didn't answer the question. I did say I would concede to doing that. Okay. You actually didn't say that, but I would would have expectations for others to, uh, you know, support that decision and be respectful, you know, when we're around. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know what you're saying. I Looks you're like saying, we got to but... let you go because you've just been sniped by Florida Stanley. $10. Thank you so much. And he says, Hootie, Hootie, good luck, man. Like, I know you're a good dude, man. I hope you get cleaned up. Do and you? Yeah, he's a good dude. Like, deep time is a good dude. The problem what, what, is, his... what does that even mean? Because he's got problems, man. Uh, all right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think he's like a, a, a I mean, I feel bad speaking as freely as I am. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't. I don't think he's like means to be malicious. But when you can't be an adult at the almost the age of forty five, like that's obviously a a problem. And if you're putting the alcohol before the family, um, and it's it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And again, maybe well, I'm a I piece of shit because I don't really understand addiction like other things people. he's doing are. I mean, from what we hear anyway, you know, who yeah. knows, are shitty. Yeah. And But, you know, I, I, I hope he, you know, whatever his issues are, I mean, it sounds like he's starting to. But, look, like, look, man, if you're an alcoholic, you can't just drink every now and then. It doesn't ever work out. No, no, I've it never hasn't met. Worked, you're 45 and it's never worked out before. It's not going to work out going forward. Like, no. it just doesn't happen. You just got to learn. It. I mean, look, it might really fucking suck, but, like, if, you know, if... You can't just have a drink. If one drink turns into two, turns into 40, like, you can't do that. You just got to stop and don't blame other people and don't say, hey, look, well, I'm not going to stop because they're not stopping. Like, you can't do that. No. And I've never met someone who's come out of AA or rehab with alcohol and then do it 
recreationally. Like, it's over. The, like, oh, no. They do for a few weeks. But I get, it's and not it, long-lasting. It's not, never, it never There's lasts. no stability. It's it just, never does. With some people, they just cannot drink in moderation, and they either are drinking heavily or moving in that direction, or they're not drinking at all. And, yep. you know, I feel like you kind of need to just, who do you need to break up with alcohol? And it, it to mm-hmm. me... It sounds like you were you were you would have put alcohol before the family because when I asked you the first time if you were really that serious about it, you would have said absolutely no question. I'm trying to get help. I'm doing the best I can. Okay, fine. And that's common, by the way. Like that's not just hootie. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I, I understand that, and I also feel like in 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 full disclosure, I. I've never had, I have a lot of issues in in my life and with my personality and, you know, things with my parents that may have happened. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful to declare that no one in my family that I know of has suffered from any form of addiction whatsoever, whether it's opiates or street drugs or alcohol. Everyone in my family is very measured when it comes to substance abuse. There's not one person in my family. So I do feel like I don't understand it the way that other people do. Because in Mm. my mind, and I'm also a really disciplined person. So I'm just like, well, why don't you just fucking stop? Like in my head, I'm like, you just don't care enough. But, you know, right, exactly. And I I have to kind of remind myself that, you know, at at the point of addiction, your brain is kind of fucking broken, I guess. Yeah. And uh, like it even, even me telling Hootie, Hey, look, you just got to stop drinking. Like that's easy to say. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It's hard because I, you know, like I think deep down he knows that's the problem. And if it was as easy as just not drinking, I know it sounds dumb, but like, it's not that easy. Yeah. He would. Yeah. But he knows that he can't right now. Yeah. But then I also know people who, are able to do and overcome hard things and challenges. Of course. So it's not like if it was something that was a death sentence like Ebola where once you get it, you got the addiction Ebola, it's over. All right, I'll have a little bit more compassion. But when I see people who have been through addiction and they fucking pull themselves out of it, if I know it's possible, then in in my mind, I'm like, you're just not trying hard enough. That's how I feel about it. I, I if got that you, makes sense. It's possible for everybody. Right. I'm not I'm not saying it's not. Right. It's so, just it's just a lot harder than saying, oh well, you can stop. Of course. But and, a and, lot of things are hard that people just need to do because you need to be an adult or you need to and, be a parent. And I will say, I mean, like I've known, talked to whatever, like many people that were mostly alcoholics, but a few people that were, like on pills and stuff. Sure. Never, ever, ever have I heard someone say, I got clean and it was the worst thing I ever did. Yeah. Like, no one ever says that. They say it's hard. Oh, yeah. And that it was Going the worst time, it. the withdrawals Yo, and yeah. shit. I've heard people come off of heroin. I worked with a guy in Michigan who looked like he was still a heroin addict, but he kind of walked me through the story that we've heard from many people about, I was in an accident, mm-hmm. I gave me pills, and then I couldn't get the pills, and so I started, I just moved to heroin, and then I was doing heroin, and I'm just sitting there listening to the story like, what the fuck? It was so foreign to me, but it's the story of so many people, and yeah. then, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, just fucking don't do it, like, you know. Right, easier said than done, I get it. Absolutely, and, but and he prob- did it, he he went to rehab and he got better, Yeah, you know? And so. the thing, like with Hootie, you know, he said, hey, he spent, or he had didn't have a drop of alcohol in like three months, and then he's like, well, I can just do it 
you know, when my kids aren't around, I can do it at night. I can do it. And that it ends up, it never stays that way. No, no, it, it never, it never, you tell yourself that. And then, but then you tell yourself, well, eh, it's just, I could just have one, you know, just, it, this morning's not going well. Like maybe I just, I have a quick drink. Like I know I'm gonna pick my kids up in a little bit, but like just real quick, you know, they won't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then before you know it, it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to drink all day. Who cares? Right. Right. And I feel like a lot of people have that, that situation or that relationship with food where it's like, I'm just going to have one. And then before mm-hmm. you know it, you ate the whole sleeve of cookies. You and don't even know what the fuck happened. Well, if they're Thin Mints, I get it, because those are pretty much the best <laughs> cookies ever. Horrible! Yeah, and they think, and by the way, uh, most alcoholics think they're fooling people. What they you, they think, like, that people don't know off? that they're fucking drinking all day, or still, like, they think, oh, no, well, no one knows, because they don't see me do it. And pretty much everybody fucking Well, knows. I don't or, think that's the case with Hootie, out. but yeah, but, some, some people are better drinking than Hootie. But, no, but, but again, again, they start out, hey, hey two or three drinks, you know, no, yeah. no big deal, my kids aren't <laughs> around, like... You know, and if, and for a lot of people, that's fine. But when you get in that, you know, the, the alcoholic cycle, you, you can't. Yeah. You just, I like, that's very, 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 very rare that someone could be an alcoholic, get cleaned up, and then just have a few drinks here yeah. and there. Like yeah. That, I've that, never seen that. It never happens. I've never seen that before. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like you you should be training yourself to do hard things and, and be disciplined in, in every aspect of your life so that you can be prepared when something like um, you need to lose weight or you get addicted to something. So you kind of have the tools to be like, all right, I'm, I need to do this. I have to do this. I'm going to I'm going to get it done. But not everybody, you know, has those abilities or train themselves or live a, a like a disciplined life where they go absolutely fucking not. And here's the deal, like when people tell me and I I'll I'll relate it to like losing weight and stuff, because that seems to be uh, a struggle that a lot of people kind of go through. I know a lot of people struggle with addiction, but a lot of people struggle with like addiction to sugar or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when when you don't want to get up in the morning because it's 5 a.m. and it's cold outside, but you said the night before that you were going to go to the gym and you talk yourself out of it and you're like, I literally I can't get up to go. I mean, to those people, I go, well, what if someone held a gun to your kid's head and said, you either go to the gym or we're going to blast Johnny's brains out? Suddenly you would find the motivation to go. Sure. So in, in my mind, it's not that you can't. It's that you won't. So that if someone were holding a gun to Hootie's kid's head and said, if you have a fucking drink, we're going to we're going to shoot your kid. He wouldn't do it, which means he's able to do it. He just doesn't have the motivation sure. or the discipline to do it. Absolutely. So then you go, well, oh, yeah, if someone's going to shoot my kid, I wouldn't do it. It's like, OK, well, then fucking pretend that someone's going to shoot your kid if, if you have that one drink. So that just because the motivation is there doesn't mean the ability isn't there. So in my mind, I'm like, you're able to do it. If you hold up a, a gun to, to some guy's head who, to, to BTQ's head, and you go, if you don't walk, we're going to shoot your mom. And you'd be like, well, you might as well just fucking shoot her because I literally can't do it. Right. That's not a motivation issue. That's an ability capability issue. Or he just he can't walk. His legs don't work. But with something like Hootie or an addiction where they go, if you don't do this one thing, we're going to hurt your family member. Suddenly now you have the motivation to do it. Then Fuck you. You can do it. That's how I feel about it. Is that you just don't yeah. have the motivation, the drive to do it, but you could if you if you if you knew it was 100% necessary to save your life or someone else's. Sure. And I feel like that's kind of how you have to think about it 
Because if you continue down that path, you may die. You may fuck your kids' lives up because they had to watch dad get liver cirrhosis or some other sort of disease because he drank himself to death. You're going to ruin your wife's life or ex-wife's life because they have to deal with your fucking stupid drunk ass. So I feel like it's a motivation issue and they go, oh, I can't do it. It's really hard. Well, life is fucking hard. Get over it. Like, that's how I feel about addiction. But I also understand that I don't have any experience with addiction with myself or with anybody around me. So it's also like just fucking in my mind. I'm like, just don't fucking do it. Mm -hmm. What's your deal? So maybe that's kind of a blindness on my end because I I, I was raised right. I I don't know. Everybody can do it. Like, there's no question. Like you said, if they're like, "Oh, hey, who? There's, there's a you know a guy with a gun to your to your kid's head. You, if you if you drink, they're going to get shot. He probably wouldn't ever drink." Right. So the the but, ability is there. Right. But and to everyone. But that's just not how it works. Yeah. Well, let's take this call. Hello, who's this? Hey guys, I was just going to let you know it's track meet. Oh, we know. Are you going to are you going to make it quick? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I will make it quick. You know that. <laughs> But, no, I think Blitz said it best about the Hootie situation there because I myself was drinking for 15 years, and I, the longest I could take off was like a week or two in those 15 years. And then uh, the beginning, like I think it was almost three, four months ago now. Yeah. It's, put it this way, it's been 86 days since I quit drinking. And the, what got me to quit drinking was like Blitz said, you just got to do it, worry about you. Yep. And Hootie can't say, oh, well, they need to quit drinking because it's not good for it to be – you're going to be around alcohol no matter what. Every mm-hmm. time you go to the store to buy something, get something, you're yep. going to be around it. You literally just have to not do it. Man right. up. Think about your kids like Arna's talking about. Man up. Be a freaking man and quit drinking. It's that simple. You just yeah. got, oh, I'm going to have a seizure. I've been drinking too much. Okay, we'll drink two beers, three, or drink three beers, two beers, one beer, quit. You know what I mean? Three beers one day, two beers the next day, one beer the next day. Right. Your body will adjust. You'll shake a little bit. I did. You'll get over it. Man up. Quit drinking for your kids. And I get it. It sucks. Like, you know, we live in a culture where, like, you go hang out with people and party and everyone's got a beer in their hands. And, you know, if you're going to be around there and people go, oh, here, have a beer. And, you you know, it sucks. It'd be like, I can't, you know, but But, what do you want? You want a fucking life or you want to get drunk? Yeah. Right. I can't socially drink. I have one beer. I have six. That's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are like that. I have any. Just be done. Just quit. Yeah. And honestly, uh, like, like real talk, that sucks because drinking is awesome. It's fun. Thanks, Track Me. Appreciate you. Track Me. Congratulations on the eighty-six. Yes, days. that's fantastic. Like I'm, I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with alcohol. It, it's funny because like when I was in college, and I've I've told you this before. Like I was I was an alcoholic by definition in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. nights binge drinking per week. But you get out of college, you kind of remove yourself from that environment. And then what you, what you do is 10 years down the road, you turn around, and you go, who's still partying like this? And the few people that are still left drinking every day are the ones that now have the problem. But I didn't have a problem. I was just a college kid. But thankfully, I was able to uh, to shake that off. But I, you know, I know some people and you've actually met this person, whether you know it or not, where it, it was kind of shocking because we um, were friends in college mm-hmm. and they came to visit about, you know, just about four years ago. And um, I'd, I hadn't partied with this person since college and they were still partying like they were in college. And I'm like, yeah, but we're 31 now. It's not so cute anymore to be drinking that heavily and um turns out this person is like a bona fide alcoholic. Oh good. 
And unfortunately, especially as an adult that doesn't have a, a family and, and kids right away, and well, clearly you can still drink with kids, does make it a bit more difficult. But as an adult, when you're trying to meet people or be social or go out with work, uh, friends from work, drinking is almost 100% going to be involved. Yeah. So my friend, who is now kind of like a functional alcoholic, was joining kickball leagues and uh, beer clubs and mm-hmm. just anything to meet people because she, she, this person is a woman, identifies as such, she was moving around the country, you know, uh, lived in this place, lived in that place. And so in order to meet new people, she would join all these clubs. And I realized that the common denominator of all of this was alcohol. Sure. And uh, that's great for most people to have, like, go for a run and have a beer because that's how most people do it. But then there's that small subsect of people that can't do it like that. And they're trying to do it like that, but they're not pulling it off. And it's, and it's I think it's larger than a small subsect as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it probably is. It probably I, I think most people don't have issues with alcohol. Right. And a lot of times that line is blurred because. They could go a week without alcohol, but they they don't, and they drink three to four nights a week, or mm-hmm. even if you have, like, would you consider someone who has one glass of wine every day? Is that is that an alcoholic? How like, big is the glass? <laughs> I mean, it's not the bottle. Say it's a standard glass. A regular glass, no. I think that's fine. Yeah, no. But, um... No, it's your... Because you're not drinking to get drunk or right. messed up, or, or, or worse, drinking to be normal. Yeah, Cause I hear about that. what a lot of alcoholics say. Well, I have to drink a few drinks, otherwise I won't be normal. I don't normal. feel like myself. Like, that's frightening. Yeah. That's that's really frightening. It sucks, man. Like, I I get it. And I, I've never been an alcoholic. I mean, I've, you know, I've been around it. I've seen it, but I've never been like that. I've never, I've never liked drinking. So, I, can, I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I drink, but like, a not, not often. Yeah. I mean, I remember the extent, there was pretty much... Close to zero alcohol in my home growing up. My dad, I remember, would buy, <laughs> I don't even know if these still exist, but it's like they're Corona lights, but they're miniature. Yeah. They're little, and my dad would put it together with Sprite, mm. and he'd call it like a Shasta. I don't know if that's just a name he made up or whatever. I mean, Shasta is a soda. But... Yeah, I don't know what he would call it. And then he would drink like half of that and be like, oh, that's good. I love beer. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, I don't think you're yeah. a beer drinker. And that would be once in like a, maybe like once every two years I would see that. And my mom would drink wine occasionally out very rarely. I would almost never see it. So there was... Yeah. Pretty, it was pretty much an alcohol-free zone growing up, which I'm kind of grateful for because now I see like, and I know it's like kind of a funny joke where it's like, you know, you have your three-year-old son pull a beer out of the, the fridge mm-hmm. for you and brings it over. And it's like, oh, dad's beard. And and I th- and when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. But then I'm like, kind of, I was kind of glad that I just, I didn't grow up. Like, like there was a, there was kind yeah. of like a... Like alcohol wasn't normalized in my family. Like mm-hmm. it was something that adults did and it was rare and you shouldn't abuse it and you don't need it to have a good time, but it can kind of enhance it every now and again. And my mom would get drunk off like one glass of wine because she would like never drink. Sure. So she'd be like, oh, my God, I was so drunk. I had one glass of wine. I'm like, that sounds reasonable. Like that sounds mm-hmm. that sounds fine. So I'm I'm very glad that I kind of had that upbringing of like a. Alcohol wasn't it wasn't a normalized thing and you don't need it to have a good time. And I did do a bit of heavy drinking in, in the late teens, early twenties, and 
it's funny because now, because you're not a big drinker. No, not at all. And I, I don't really... I I enjoy treating myself to like a day of drinking, yeah. maybe once a month, if that, if that. And, yeah, and you really get pretty tuned up. I get tuned up, but yeah. I never get sick. I never black out. I don't yeah. even believe in blacking out, but whatever. Um, not that it. I, I just don't know if it's like a thing or if people just use it as an excuse or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but <laughs> I. Uh, I I like to like I don't like to just have one drink either. Like I'm not one drink Sally because I'm like, all right, I'm kind of buzzed, but then it goes away after like 20 minutes, and you want another one because you want to keep the buzz. But what's the point? Because I have to get up early, so I'm kind of like an all or nothing kind of gal. Where it's like either I'm getting like I I got pretty fucked up at the wedding that I was in. Mm -hmm. Probably had a bottle of wine, but that's that's a rarity. That's a rare occasion. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's funny because you and I have actually talked multiple times where we're like, man, I wish we drank a little, you know, because yeah. we see all these cool breweries and, well, we, were going, and... we were thinking about going to Nashville <laughs> yeah. and it's like, what's there to do in Nashville? And it literally is bar hop. Like that's what there is to do in Nashville. And even in Denver, I mean, I know the it's weed in Denver, but there were also like some really like funky breweries yeah. and shit like and St. Pete, they're heavy on breweries and distilleries. Go to a brewery and be like, yeah, can I get a wa- water? Do you guys have Coke products? Right. So it's just kind of pointless. And I'm and I'm oddly grateful that we're not like that. But then also sometimes I'm like, man, we would just have so many more options. To yeah, like, but it makes dinners a lot cheaper. It does make dinners. Oh, my God. We're such cheap dates. We talked to I talked to friends of ours that. They're like, yeah, we just went for like a normal meal. It was like 150 bucks for two people. I'm like, what? Us, it's like, if it's more than 32 bucks, we're like, hey, whoa. Mm-hmm. What'd you order? The fuck? Did you order extra guacamole, you fucking piece of shit? So, um, yeah, I, I am I am grateful for that, that we're not we're not big drinkers. And I just don't, I, I, I just like, I know this sounds weird, I kind of enjoy being sober. Like, yeah. I kind of just enjoy... Yeah. Being, being just of sound mind, if anything, I like to take it in the other direction and be a party pooper and just go straight the fuck to bed. That's that's probably oh, my yeah. new problem. Like, hey. That's taking it into the other direction, like right? quarters and please. So uh, Joseph Clark in chat has a question for me. Hey, well, he said, Blitz, I hope you saw the Boeing site when you were in Charleston. Yes. We saw the site. It was raining. And there wasn't a whole lot going on, but we definitely went there. We went there. Um, he was he was pervin. He had the little walkie walkie talkie, listening to the people and the pilots and the air traffic control. We did the things. I was going in the bushes. It's going in the bushes. Going like looks. this, taking shots. <laughs> get better. Uh, he was very excited about the, some international uh, planes. He's like, "Wow, Air Ethiopia." I'm like, "I wouldn't get on that plane if I were you." Um. Well, yeah, because it, Air it, it was missing engines <laughs> was the problem. Right, right. But, you know, we did the things with the stuff. But, yeah, I've been there a few times, and I, yeah, I went there. 813-90-Bubba, if you'd like to call in. Sorry I missed uh, missed a call. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do kind of feel bad about the, my attitude towards addiction because there's not a lot of compassion there. Mm-hmm. I have done... Um, some research because I feel like people are like, it's not that easy. It's not like that on it. It's not that easy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, shut up. Um, but when you kind of learn about the roots of addiction and 
you kind of understand that when people get addicted to something, it's usually because they're trying to cope with trauma. Like something happened when they were probably in their formative years, maybe a child, and they're trying to numb themselves. Now, I think it's a little bit different when you get fucking back surgery and the doc's like, here's some oxys, and then you're like become physically addictive, addicted. But when it's something you seek out to try to numb something, you know, that's why I asked Hootie if he's going to therapy because it's like, what are you trying to numb? Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to feel nor like, why don't you want to have sober thoughts? Like, what are you so afraid of? Where's your mind going? Those are the sorts of questions that I would that I would ask someone who is battling addiction is, OK, well, why did you start drinking in the first place? Sure. Like now I understand you have a physical addiction but that started because of something that happened to you. I'm again, I'm not a psychologist here, but I'm just this is something I hear psychologists say is that it, it's a it's a coping mechanism. So when you see homeless people on the streets and they're like, "You're just addicted to crack," it's like, okay, that is true, and I do have a limited compassion for these people. But did you go to Nam and see your best friend's face get blown up and you're just trying to fucking forget that and you can't and you're just trying to use substances that help you escape and make you feel numb? Like maybe that's it. And maybe from that perspective, I can have a little bit, just a little bit more compassion because right now I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. always about like just goggins yourself out, just fucking run a hundred miles with broken knees, just fucking do it, shut the fuck up. Like that's how I feel about. But if most everyone things. did that, then nobody would know who Goggins was because he wouldn't be special. He's, exactly, he's special because that's what he does. He does what most people wouldn't do. Right, exactly. And I I understand that, but I also feel like there's a lot of people that have that mentality but aren't quite as extreme Mm -hmm. you know you hear people who are just like pull yourself up by your bootstraps like blah 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 and that's kind of like why i enjoyed and like being part of this the the gym fitness i don't want to call it a movement but it kind of is over the last i don't know 20 years where women have been lifting more and it's funny because i was talking to my dad about this or maybe it was you where you rarely see like people who go to the gym and work really hard for their body. Those people rarely hang to the left. It's yeah. It's kind of like this weird alignment between if you see like gym, we'll just say gym bros because they're they're more common than gym bunny bunnies, gym chicks, gym girls, whatever. Um, I don't know. They typically guys that go to the gym, like that archetype of person who's like fucking even if they're doing roids, whatever. It's not like you just take roids and get ripped. You still have to put in work. Mm -hmm. So those guys that were fat or were super skinny and then they hit the gym and they're fucking going hard. Ask those guys how they feel politically about things. And you'll soon find that there's definitely a positive correlation with hanging to the right or, or I would say more so being libertarian. And people who go to the gym and build their bodies because they're not afraid to put in work. They've taken self-accountability. They are extremely disciplined. Like all of these things are really good qualities. Now, they might be assholes. Sure. But people who go to the gym consistently and have built their body from nothing, they know they know what they have to do to get a certain outcome and they're willing to do it. And they're not blaming. They don't go, well, my dad was fat and my mom didn't teach me what to eat. And they don't feel sorry for themselves. They're like, just get the fuck up and go to the gym. Like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, those guys can teach you a lot about discipline and about working hard and not always relying on motivation when you feel like it. Because guaranteed, the guys who are top bodybuilders or even guys who are just like really ripped and fit, they don't want to go to the gym every day. That's not what they want to do every day. They're normal humans like us, but they make themselves go on a very consistent basis because they're disciplined. They go, I really don't want to fucking go, but I I told myself I was going to go. So I'm going to go. And that's the best way to be a responsible adult is, you know, before you let everybody else down, you know, are you willing to let yourself down? Yeah. That's, that's, I think, a good metric to go, you know what? I'm a man or woman or anything, maybe, of honor. And when I say I'm going to do something, I don't lie about it. And I don't lie to other people. And I certainly, before, I'll lie to other people, but don't lie to yourself. If you said you were going to go, then you need to fucking do what you said you were going to do. And very few people are like that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But those that are, talk to them like about how they feel politically about stuff. Most of the time, you're going to find out that they're libertarian or or going to hang to the right because they just don't have a victim mentality, which I think that the the left is like absorbed. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. but anyways, well, I hope you guys enjoyed um, enjoyed the show. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, yeah. What's your name? Blitz. What's your name? <laughs> What's your name uh, for the next five minutes? Blitz. Thank you so much for it all that you do. It quickly changes in five minutes, though. It does. Yes. Back to Chris. But for now, it's still Blitz. And thank you for all you do. Thank you for putting everything together. Uh, we're going to have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get some footage of the Grand Prix so we can Grand bring Pricks. the listeners along. The Grand Pricks. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to us and especially me. Just blabber on. And we will see you uh, Monday morning. And... Uh, not we won't be on Twitch though, or not Monday. Okay, but Tuesday. The the plan is Tuesday. Plan is Tuesday, and we're gonna stick to the plan because we're gonna do what we said we're gonna do. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>